When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, we've got a series, my friend. People are already on you on Twitter. I'm just saying that uh, this is going to be something that you have to deal with. You should probably start going to some my gosh. How you feeling this morning, Al? I feel like I went through, and by the way, this is the same thing for, I think, anybody that was watching that game yesterday. Whether you're, you got a dog in the fight, you're a Dodger fan, or you're the one point the seven fans here in LA that there were that root for the Lakers and the Padres that yeah, combo is an just interesting real one. quick there were even fewer Padre fans last night than there were in game one that thing was stressful yeah my gosh Playoff baseball well don't say that like I know what that means I don't know what that means <laughs> you know what you're right I don't like saying that you know you're right I'm I have no idea you, what that means you are completely right I take it back. I apologize, Alan Sliwa. All of a sudden, it's my fault. the last couple of days, things have happened to me that's never happened at this station. I've been here for 13 <laughs> years, okay? I'm getting dirty looks from people. I'm like, well, that's new. I don't usually get dirty looks. <laughs> usually it's, hey, how's it going, Jorge? You're have a great show. It's like everybody's just like waiting yeah. like that we give them. Berg hasn't looked looked at me in two days. Nor should he. Look, um, if I did, you should do the show remotely. You. <laughs> You should get your Comrex working again. You should work from your house and don't turn on your camera. And we'll just that way I don't have to see you. How many different moments last night did you say to yourself, oh, Dodgers going to win this game? And then Dodgers going to lose this game. Yeah. I mean, it was just back and forth. I mean, the entire thing. The moment Padres would get a lead, which the moment they literally would get a lead, Machado hits a home run. Before you blink, Freddie Freeman hits one out of the park. Yeah. Then Muncie hits one. Padres go up 3-2. And then before you know it, or it was, I think it was Muncie that tied it. Dodgers went up 2-1 on Muncie. 2-1. Trey Turner hits one. You just, like, every time. Know, maybe they went up, yeah, they went up 2-1 on Muncie. That was the, yeah, 2-1 on uh, on Muncie. It was, every time there was, like, a moment for, uh, listen, I, I really, I say this, like you said, playoff baseball, that was incredibly stressful. Stressful for everybody. It, it's I, I I want to do it again. I apologize for assuming that you know what playoff baseball. No like. idea I, what it means. We're on our live stream today on our ESPN uh, Los Angeles YouTube uh, page, so you can check that out and, yeah. and see. I, I wish Carlos, is this stuff archived? Like, can they go back and see it? So when you go back, you should go back to the beginning of the show. Yeah. And when I said to you, the look on your face was like I asked you to explain cold fusion. Like, hey, you know playoff baseball? You're like, what? I was in a I foreign country. <laughs> Everyone was speaking a different language, and they were looking at me like, you should understand yeah, like, this. Why don't you understand this? I don't this? understand this. Why can't you tell me the directions to the subway stop? I'm, I'm speaking in my language. Why can't you help me with this? Um, Jerry what? calling in today? Uh, if he's going to. Jerry's going to call. He, he Come on, Jerry. That's a, a pretty good reason to do it. Um, so I got a question for you yeah. before we get into it. And we watch your phone calls today, 877-710-ESPN. Talk about the Dodger game. Uh, we'll talk about Russell Westbrook sitting out the team huddles, which was wonderfully. Bro, Russell go in Westbrook. the huddle. Come on, man. But stop. You're gonna, now you're going to make me mad. Today was Yesterday was going to be the day he wasn't going to be Russell Westbrook. He was Westbrook. in other huddles. It's, he chose yesterday always, not to be in the huddle? He, no, he chose the other days to be the normal person. He went back to being Russell Westbrook, who's an iconoclast is the right way of saying it. But my point is this. Yeah. 
how much of the Laker game did you see and how much of your eyeballs were on the television watching the Dodgers? So, look, there's a lot going on here. First off, you're not going to find bigger Dodger fans than John Ireland doing the broadcast. You got Michael Thompson, who just happens to have another son that plays for the Dodgers and will probably have a World Series and a championship ring. Let's potentially. slow down on the World Series. Let's let's. No, you know what I'm no referring to. Here. I, I you get, know what I'm I referring get what to you're here. going for, and I know that you don't do it on purpose, which actually makes it more powerful. Like if you were doing it on purpose, <laughs> then you, the, your effectiveness goes down by like 85. percent The fact that you just willy nilly throw, oh, and they're going to have a World Series. You can just see the gods because he has two oh, yeah? kids just playing Watch for this. two franchises that Watch are. This. So so when you're asking about the game, they got a monitor next to them. I have a monitor right next to me. I can change. If I want to watch Law & Order, I can watch Law & Order. <laughs> SVU, I want you to know that. we go on Criminal Intent, okay. just the original right. OG Law & Order. If I want to go CNN, then to Fox and piss everybody off, I'll do that. I could, I have the power. The people behind me. What's the weather like in Tulsa? Let me, it's up to me. <laughs> let me the weather it's up on. to me what Section 200's watching. That's nice. up to me. I like that. Granted, the monitor power. is small. I had the game on. I reached the point where I had to change the channel. I went to the stats page. There's a stats, channel yeah. 21 for those who are there. <laughs> it's just stats. R- it's live, a black live, screen. Real-time stats. With white stats and everything else, okay? You know why I had to go to there, Trev? I, I I couldn't wh- – what do you want me to do? You want me to talk about Lonnie Walker the fourth right now? There's a game going on <laughs> at Dodger Stadium. It, it's a preseason Lakers game. Yeah. I had to change the channel on the TV I was watching because I could not focus on the game. You force yourself to watch the game. To force myself. Of course. However, there's also a perfect angle that Michael's TV – I see everything. <laughs> I'm sure I'm Michael wasn't very invested in the Dodger game last night. I'm sure because look, okay, look, I I'm, I love Michael, and this is not anything. Trace is not playing super great. Trace is really struggling. Yeah, he's he's struggling to find the baseball. He's striking out in big spots. Oh, Michael and, was nervous as hell. Of he kept he, saying imagine, he was nervous as hell. Imagine how you and I feel. Just you're a Padre fan. I'm a Dodger fan. We're watching Freddie Freeman comes up to bat, and or, or yeah. Manny Machado comes yeah. up to bat. And you're like, all right, come on, let's do it. Imagine, imagine if Bobby came up. Imagine was if Bobby up to bat. Bobby was right. Gavin Lux. <laughs> yeah, <right>. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bobby was actually a worse infielder than Gavin Lux. Believe it or not, yeah, Lux has been pretty good. There's a million things to talk about with this game. Bobby, last by the way, listening was like, why did they just take a shot at my infield skills? He, he, he knows it's well earned. He was allergic to – so, listen, imagine if you said Shots fired. Just imagine if you said to your kid, hey, listen, all you have to do is just make sure the back of your glove mm-hmm. is on the ground. Not super complicated, right? Yep. Not, not not the fingertips, mm-hmm. the back of your glove, the part where your hand slides into the leather. Mm-hmm. Put that Can't get on under the you. ground. It will. It might come up and hit you in the yeah, chest, but you're not going to miss protect it. it. Yep. Uh, just watch it go through my legs. <laughs> uh, it's, I'm, I'm, more, I'm more comfortable with that. I'm more awesome. Trey Turner should have had his glove on the the back of the glove on the ground. That look, we're going to talk about Dave Roberts' decisions. We're yep. going to talk about Blake Trinan coming in. We're going to talk about why Chris Taylor didn't hit. Yep. We're going to talk about a million different things. Guys Clayton left Kershaw, on base. So so guys left on base. That game turned on that. If that error by Trey Turner doesn't mm-hmm. happen, I feel like that game is a little bit different. It's there was a lot of baseball left. So a bunch of things could still happen, but. That was the most – because Gratterall, I thought, was terrific last night. Gratterall didn't give up one hard hit ball, made a an absolute bonkers play on that uh, safety squeeze. That inning, I thought – you know, sometimes you watch a game and you're like, okay, that's – this is – you're going to remember this moment. Sure. It not It didn't end up being the moment, 
but you you said to yourself, Gratterall on a squeeze making a, there is zero margin for error. I have to get to the ball. I have to grab it barehanded, and then I have to throw a perfect, perfect. play at home. Perfect throw. And then the very next play, Bellinger makes that play in the outfield where he's kind of churning back and forth. Unbelievable catch. I thought that moment. I'm like uh, it yeah, felt like it turned, that, that, but it also before uh, it set up a run that a run had come in yeah, and it gave yeah. the Padres a lead. It took it from three to three to four, four to three. three. It was it was a big deal right there. Very quickly, <laughs> do you know how much Bruised Our Gratterall weighs? And I'm, this is not yeah. setting up a joke. This is just yep. setting up the unbelievable feat of athleticism that he put together. Let's can I before I even answer that. I think you know that day that you had four slices of pizza. Yeah. You need to be a little more specific, but I believe I know the one you're referring to. <laughs> Tuesday? <Okay. laughs> yeah. Four slices of pizza, uh-huh. and then you went home, had the 12 Oreos, and then- there's, um, By the way, there's a new bag in the house. I saw it last night when I got home. You did all that, right? It was last night that I was going to- or Yeah, last night? Yeah, I think it's last night. Yeah, was going to two nights ago, in and out, doing my thing. Gratterall's putting in some work. He's putting okay. in some work. So let me just let me let me set this up. He's listed at six foot one. You want to take a guess at how much he weighs? He's listed at six one. Try again. Two seventy-five. Closer. A little bit high. Two sixty-five is what he's listed at. Six foot one, two sixty-five. Okay? Grabbing a ball barehanded. And throwing perfect. like he's Ozzie Smith on the run, underhand, perfect strike. It was an unbelievable, was an unbelievable feat play. of athleticism. And yeah. look, I say this as a former pitcher, as somebody that is not a great athlete when it comes to like moving your body gracefully. What that guy did was so unbelievable. That That's a tough play for an infielder. Yeah. To be running like that, bare hand, sure. flipping underneath. It was a beautiful play. Unfortunately, it's kind of a footnote to what happened because the game ended a certain way. Um, Cody Bellinger's not going to play in game three. Dave yep. Roberts has already Saw announced that. that he's going to sit down. I don't know if that's a great decision. And, and listen, you know something weird is going on when I'm here defending Cody Bellinger and the fact that he should be... Cody was shellacking him for a couple of days for, for a good reason. Well, the the difference is, yesterday he made a catch. That's that saved. Equi- it's the equivalent of hitting a two-run home run. It, it's the equivalent of that. hitting a two-run. If that yep. ball gets over his head, yep. two runs are in. Mm-hmm. He took two runs off of the board. It was a He, he turned the wrong way twice mm-hmm. and still tracked it down. It was an, an unbelievable feat, and yet here we are talking about a 1-1 series. Here's my takeaway from last night, and we'll get into the minutia of it in a second. 877-710-ESPN. The playoffs are hard, Al. This is what I was setting up when I inadvertently asked you if you knew what the playoffs were like. It's really difficult. It's very rarely smooth sailing where, ah, you win seven to two, the next day you win eight to four, and the day after that you win nine to two. It it doesn't go like that. Every pitch matters, every out matters, every error feels like the game is going to turn on it. Every time somebody strikes out with a runner at third base and less than two outs, it feels like the whole series is going to turn on these things Mm. because you know why? It usually does. That's what that an, one error in that game last night was a big deal. The Dodgers had the bases loaded, didn't get anybody in. They had runners on first and third with only one out and or with nobody out and didn't get anybody in. The, those little things that get people like me excited about a regular season baseball game, everybody gets excited about them in a playoff game because you can see it. If hmm. Will Smith stand on third base with nobody out, he has to get in. He has to get in, and they left him there. Base is loaded. You got to get a run in. You're down. You're chasing a run. It doesn't happen. Why not? Why the decisions? What what went wrong? All this coming up next. It's Travis Lee, seven ten, ESPN.
This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Start with a tweet right here. If you want to tweet at us, you can do it in the Travis and Sliwa community, and you can just send it to at Alan Sliwa. You can send it to me, at Travis Rogers, like Jesus Jaquez did. Kidnap Slee, leave him <laughs> tied and gagged anywhere at Petco Park, and he's not allowed back until the series is over. By the way. Hashtag Slee curse. Listen to me. It is pretty funny how... I agree with you, Jesus, by the way. Bring the rope. It is pretty funny how (laughs) it went from, okay, get Slee nowhere near a Rams game. Get him nowhere near a Raider game. Went to Raiders Chargers earlier this year, right? (laughs) Get him nowhere near a Raider game. And now it's churning to... Doesn't matter the cost. You tell me how much, and I will get you there. Look, you're you're you have the whammy. You have this negative um, effect Mojo. on things yeah. that just kind of whatever you're going for yep. doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you're a Padres fan, yeah. Dodger fans want you there. If you were a Dodger fan, people sure would be enough. like, yeah, just, you know, lock him in there. his car and don't yeah. don't let him can't out until the series is over. Well, I, I want to say this for games three and four in San Diego, I will be moving to Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna move to Seattle for the weekend. And look, and I, then I will return after that. Remember when you were concerned? Yet I think you went up for a baby shower to Seattle. Is that yeah. the last time you were there? And you're yeah. like, man, I got absolutely hammered on the ticket prices. Um, oh, I'll, yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. pay for it. <laughs> if you need to go back to Seattle, I'm, I'm here for you. If you just want to take a trip and go stare at Mount, Mount Rainier, I'm here for you. Let me let me help you out. All right, stat here of the day, uh, Trey Turner. So Trey Turner became the fourth Dodgers player to begin a postseason with homers in back-to-back games, joining Corey Seager, joining Manny Ramirez, joining Davey Lopes. Um, Unfortunately for Trey Turner, did have obviously a key play yesterday. Uh, Not not trying to take away from his offense, but obviously, like you said, that air is probably the difference of that game, one of the moments. Stat here of the day is brought to you by Stat Hero. Look for local market lineups. In the Stat Hero app, filter by single game. Pay attention to local market lineups at stathero.com. Enter that promo code 710. Please, please, when you go to stathero.com, put that promo code 710. You'll get that 100% deposit match. Stat Hero, winning isn't a fantasy. So, never lost Romer tweets. I'm going to sit this show out. I can't take hearing Allen all happy talking about the Padres for three hours. Yeah, I, I don't get the sense that you're happy. I get the sense that you're relieved that they it's escaped more with a win. Yeah. Yeah, it's more nerve-wracking. That's playoff baseball. Who was that that said that? Uh, Never lost Romer. Never lost Romer. Don't worry. I'm going to just continue to talk about the game as it is. 
the Dodgers had a bunch of stuff go wrong last night. They didn't get a hit with runners in scoring position. They scored all their runs on solo home runs. Mm-hmm. That they, they they never were really um, swinging the bat. Like, let's go back a night before the the Padres got runs in without getting a bunch of hits. Remember they had second and third with nobody out against uh, Urias? Manufactured. They got a run in with a fly ball. They got yep. a run in with a ground out, yep. and they produced runs. Two, two really unusual things happened. It's the seventh inning, I believe, mm-hmm. and Will Smith's on third, Muncie's on first, and there's nobody out. Okay, Ber- before, Bergen, before, yeah. before you go. So I think it's the sixth inning. I think and you're I, right. And, and, and let me set this up because there was a stage in the game – where Kershaw actually started pitching better as the game progressed. Kershaw did not look like – he didn't look comfortable. Um, none of the batters looked like they were intimidated by Clayton Kershaw. It was the sixth. You right. had the back of the order doing work uh, for the Padres, which has kind of been the, the, the case for the whole postseason so far, the three games against the Mets as well. Kershaw was trending one way by the time he got out of that fifth inning – I'm like, Kershaw's actually looking better as the game is progressing. I thought Darvish was kind of opposite. I'm like, at any moment, I felt like Darvish can give up. The fact that he only gave up three runs I thought was fortunate for Darvish. I don't think that was a true um, – I don't think that was a, 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 the proper reflection of how he pitched so far. I was shocked Bob Melvin put him back in to come in the sixth. And before you blinked – there's now a runner on first and third. They're taking Darvish out, yeah, and that sets out. up where you are. Yeah. It, it, by, by the way, just kind of as a tan- – I thought both Darvish and Kershaw did not pitch well. They didn't. They, they, neither one of those guys, what they both are, what they both did, they did the thing that really good veteran pitchers do. They find a way to survive when they're not pitching well. Mm-hmm. Right? If that's – and I don't want to put the whammy on Tony Gon, but Tony Gonsolin has not been through it enough to know, hey, I got nothing tonight. <laughs> yeah, I'm, not, I'm not missing bats. That's when those games get – you Darvish and Clayton Kershaw, they 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 they're so experienced, they're so skilled. It's like I know how to navigate my way through this without having it blow up in my face. Though they, they both did it more on Moxie than they did by pitching well, because I didn't think either guy pitched particularly well. Surprised they brought Darvish in in the sixth. Very. I was but, too. But, and before you blink, there's guys on the corners, and now you're taking Darvish out. I thought impossible. The Dodgers don't score in that in that situation. So Berg and I, and that's. It, he kept saying, why aren't they bringing anybody in? I said, because, and here's my thing, they believe that Darvish on half a tank is better than anything they got in that bullpen that's not named Suarez or Hater. That's why they decided to do what they did. They did go to Suarez. But here, here's two things in a row happen that are very, very rare. Okay? First and third, nobody out. And I turned to Berg. I said, look, if there's anybody on this Dodger team that you would want up right now in this situation because the only thing you can't do – is strike is out. Strike out. And if you could pick it, give me Justin Turner. Give me Justin Turner right here. He strikes out. So you're like, oh, yeah, I, I, okay. I mean, come on, man. And of then the, the only thing you can't do with the next batter on a who guy, has speed. On a guy who hits into as few a double plays as anybody in baseball. He doesn't hit. I think he set a National League record this year. Really? Like most at-bats with potential double play situations without doing it grounds into a double play. And it had to be right at the second baseman, perfect feed, perfect transition, perfect throw, and they beat him by a quarter of a step. Okay. The, those two things had to happen, and they would bang, bang. And that's – you know me, Slee. I'm superstitious when it comes to this baseball stuff. At that point, I'm like, that's not good because those are the two guys in that situation that you'd say, give me – who's not going to hit a double play? 
Lux and Turner. Those are the two guys that are not going to hit into double plays. Who's the guy that's not going to strike out? Who's not going to strike out? Who's Justin not Turner. Hit double play. Give me yep. that. And it just boom, boom. And that's when it's like, yeesh. Okay, so for me, that was the moment. You could look at Trey. You can look at other key situations. I know we're going to get into um, pinch hitting. You're taking Bellinger out. Who should you put in? I get all of that. Yeah. That sixth inning to me was the game. The fact that the Dodgers did not tie it up in the sixth, a 4-3 game, instantly ready to um, to strike back. And like you just said, the predicament was perfect, except Justin Turner did strike out. Gavin Lux did ground out into a double play. You're the Padres going in from there. You're like, how the hell are we up 4-3? This is one of those situations where whether you're a Little League coach, a high school coach, college coach, minor league coach, major league coach, it doesn't matter. Nobody out, runner on third base, that run has to come in it has to especially in a playoff, in a playoff game down one down one with your your most professional hitter in the box Justin turn and this isn't a criticism of turner it's no. just that some every once in a while he strikes out mm-hmm. that's the worst place to have that strikeout and that that happened it just felt like the whole thing had kind of the air came out of, but, but they got the bases loaded the very next inning yeah they had some shots along the way they couldn't get it done let's try our first phone call today 877-710-ESPN let's start with Nick Nick you're on with Travis Lee what's going on hey you guys doing listen you guys all the time out here in Dallas but I'm from LA though so uh, right I appreciate on. you guys letting me on thanks Nick. um yeah watching that game last night Travis C um you know three things stood out to me like especially since game one the bullpen for the Padres um, the first two games, Kershaw and Urias have only pitched through five innings, which I'm holding not a trend. And the back end, the back, the bottom of the Dodgers lineup, seven through nine, they have to step up. And another question after you guys is too is before I take it off is I'm curious is Robert's going to go with Joey Gallo because I think he'll do well in the series. I know we look at matchups though, but I like Trace Thompson, but we haven't gotten anything from him these first two games. If you put him in left field, and I agree with you all on Keaton Cody. He's, he's, he's up and down the batting, but he has that defense, and he took away two runs from that clutch catch yesterday. you got to put Gallo in there, in my personal opinion. I still think we're going to win the series, though, but throughout the regular season, it's playoff time. This is where you make your money. This is where things get tight, and this, this is where, you know, who the real team is. I still think we're going to win the series, though, but, you know, um, the, the Padres are going to make us sweat this series. Though. I think we're going to win it in four, maybe five. I hope it's not five, but maybe four, but – I just want to hear what are your thoughts on my points, and I'll take out the air. Thanks, Thank you, man. Michael. Yeah, thanks, Nick. I look, it, playoff baseball is hard. The, the sweeps are very rare. The games are all. I mean, look, we've had two games. They're both two run games. Both yeah. teams had the tying run come up to bat in the uh, bottom of in the, the uh, in the ninth the inning. End of the ninth. That yeah. this has been a tight series. Um, Dodger bullpen's been really good. I, I think that we can talk about trying in here in a second. So I don't worry too much. The Padre bullpen is not particularly good other than Suarez and Hayter. And they got to both of those guys last night. If you're a Dodger fan, I think there's a a sense of, listen, they made a crucial error. They didn't get a hit with a runner in scoring position. Mm-hmm. And a guy that hadn't pitched really all season got touched up with a home run. And they got to Hayter. They got to Suarez. You could feel like if that's their best punch and we lost by two, that's probably not going to happen a bunch of times in a short series. So you can feel pretty good about it. Flip side is, don't, you don't have home field advantage anymore. You're going down to San Diego, and you're not hitting with runners in scoring position. Trace is cold. This happens, right? You go through the season, the ups and downs, and unfortunately right now he's in a little bit of a valley. He's cold, and I don't know if you can stick with him for a super long time before you have to try something else. So the kind of the concept of it, 
I, I think yesterday was probably the sloppiest game that you'll see from the Dodgers. Hopefully. And, and listen, it, things will eventually average itself out. The reality is I know they won 111, and I know that doesn't matter at this point, but the Dodgers lost yesterday more to do with they didn't play good baseball. Yeah. It wasn't good baseball. You're right. It wasn't, it wasn't a, you know, sometimes you could say if the, if the Padres lose, Padres lost game one, and I, I don't think I could sit here and tell you that I thought the Padres played bad baseball. No. I just don't think the Padres were as good as the Dodgers. And that, I, I know I'm simplifying no, it no, there. No, 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 no. I think it's a great point, Al. The Dodgers are much better than the Padres. The Padres are playing better than the Dodgers. That's which, the difference. Which with, you know, in a best of three, you don't need to win 111 games. And it doesn't mean anything of what you did in the regular season. But the, the, the point I'm making about yesterday specifically, it wasn't good baseball. You know, the, the three solos take it fantastic. There was nobody on. So if you're Darvish, you're like, I gave up three home runs and nobody was on base. That's the greatest scenario for, for you, pitcher. Darvish, right? Okay, play it off play it off a little bit later in the game. Situations where you got runners in, in scoring position and you don't cash in. Um, I thought whether it was the sixth inning or the seventh inning or the eighth inning or the ninth inning, because there were guys on every single time they never cashed one of those in. The 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 air by Trey Turner. That wasn't good baseball. So it, it's not that the Padres came into Dodger Stadium yesterday and just 100% outplayed the Dodgers. No. That was not the case. They're cleaner. But they won. Yeah. And and I, I so you can look at it any way that you want. Dodgers didn't have a good clean game yesterday. If they have a good clean game on Friday night in San Diego, they will probably win. They just have more talent than the Padres do. The Padres' bullpen has been stellar, too. And that's not the backbone of their team, right? Well, go go, go is, look at that Mets series. I right? know we're just paying attention to the Dodgers series. Their bullpen was Absolutely. lights out in that Mets series. And, and this is why playoff baseball is so awesome and scary and nerve-wracking because you don't. we're, we're not going to play, to your, to your point, you're not going to play 160 games. We're going to play five. These and guys now are, we're going to play three. three. We're, all these guys are major league pitchers. You don't think they can have a week where they perform at a high level? Of course they can. So you got to perform at a high level as well. Let's try one more quick phone call here. Let's go to Ken in Newport Beach. Ken, what's up? Hi, guys. Uh, big fans of yours. Uh, Me 50-year Dodger fan, and I'm a stat guy. So when I see Dave put Barnes up against Hader, and, and Barnes is one for six, and there's Taylor sitting there, who's three for eight, I'm screaming at the TV. Then when I watch Mookie, last 30 games, including the playoffs, is now hitting 214. I'm wondering if maybe he needs to put the bowling ball away and concentrate on the smaller ball. Playing, pitching Prynan, who hasn't pitched in three months, also made no sense. I've watched seven years of Dave Roberts make bad moves. Here we go. This is what kills me, some of the moves he makes when he's in the playoffs in the World Series. Okay, you bring up a lot of good points. I want to talk about Dave. I want to talk about Austin Barnes. I want to talk about Chris Taylor. I want to talk about Blake Trinan. Trinan too. Let's do all of that when we come back because there's a bunch there. And the Taylor question that you're asking, Ken, I think is a really good one. I was asking myself the very same question as well. Three for eight against Hayter in his career. We'll do that next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. People are doing a good job today on Twitter, Slee. Uh, from Chris, Potters are out manufacturing runs right now. Their ability to score without necessarily getting hits has been the difference. Yeah, Do- they did that against the Mets, home too. runs, yeah. but they're not doing a lot of things that aren't home runs. Okay, you know what's kind of crazy? And I didn't realize this till yesterday. They've played five straight on the road. So they're going to... Wrong. They've played... No, so, so they fin- the they road. finished they finished at at in San Diego they finished there they did are you yeah, sure that San Francisco series was that and it? then whoever that was before that they finished in San Diego who was I thinking that was going to do eleven in a row on the road it was one of those wild card teams that maybe it's Philly but somebody had to have this monster I could have been one of those could have been one of those but no, okay. I I know that the Padres finished in San Diego okay so they haven't been they went New York for three mm-hmm. straight to L A this will be the first time that they're walking in but you're saying manufacturing runs the only why, the only reason why I bring it up. They beat the Mets because of that. They beat the Mets because yes. every single time they needed to cash one of those in, they cashed it in, and the Dodgers have not done that yet. All right, let's go back to what Ken was saying a second ago, talking about the decision to put Austin Barnes. There, there was a couple of things with Austin Barnes last night that I think are worthy of discussion. Let, let's start okay. with what Dave brought up, which is why do you bring him in in that situation against Josh Hader? And here's here's Dave's explanation of why he did that. Austin, I really like. Hater's tough on anyone, but I just felt that Austin's short swing, it's a flat path. Hater throws the four, same ride, fastball. CT's got a, a swing that's more uphill. You know, Austin's had success against Hater, so he's seen him more than as much as anyone has. And he took two good, good swings. Okay, I, I agree with everything Dave is saying right there, right? That, that he did. By the way, he just missed getting that ball over Grisham's head. I know it's, it's the angle. Anyway, he did not have a bad at bat against Hater. This is not an anti. Austin Barnes thing. Yeah. Here's my question. If you're not, because this wasn't that Chris Taylor's up and getting loose, you could tell that Chris Taylor was not going to be used in that game. It just felt like he's not available, and they were talking about it on the postgame show afterwards that okay. maybe his neck is still bothering him, that physically he's not quite able to go right there. My question isn't why was Austin Barnes. My question is if Chris Taylor's unavailable, why is he on the roster? Mm-hmm. That's my question. If you're that, not going to use him there. Yes, if you're use not use that spot for somebody else. Hanser Alberto is a right-handed hitter. You could have used him right there. I get why you don't use Miguel Vargas. Just but he's, he's a kid. Big and moment. He's just sure. getting started. Which, and, by the way, there's also a hesitation of if he did get the bat, you'd be like, "This is interesting," just because sure, it's Vargas. A- yep. Absolutely. But why? If he's not, if if we're not going to use Taylor there, why is he there? If we're not going to do, that's the spot that you have no other, Chris Taylor. There's no other way to use. If it's not then, then when is it going to be? Right. And yep. if you're saying, well, he's not healthy. Okay, so now you're basically you're you're punting on a roster spot for two games of a five game series. It doesn't it doesn't make okay. a lot of sense to C- me. Can I can I say this? And it's not to justify Dave Roberts putting Barnes there. It's not to justify a lot of people that are questioning why he's putting Barnes in in that situation. But let me please just emphasize to every Dodger fan out there, you did not lose the game in that situation. You did not. No, no, no. I, I couldn't agree more. And, and and the only reason why I mention it is because everybody, and this is natural in all of sports, you look at what's the last situation where you felt like that game was not he lost. He gave a good at bat. That game was not lost in that situation. That game was lost. What you brought up in that sixth inning, that was the ball game. And the error. The, those, the, the, yeah. the, the inability yeah. to get Will Smith home with no from third base with nobody out and the Trey Turner error were the big moments in the game. I, but the not using 
Taylor, it's not a Barnes thing. Whoever they had sung, that it wasn't Taylor leads me to believe, why is he on the team in, in a short series? This is a five-game series. If you're not going to use him, Fair question. why is he on there? Fair Alberto didn't have a great year, but he's healthy. He can play. He, you know, left-handed pitching. He's halfway decent. That just seemed like a very odd decision and, for him. And that stat that on Hader, you know, you can't just pretend it doesn't exist. He's three for eight on Hader. It is Chris Taylor and Freddie hits him hard, mm-hmm. and Trey has hit him reasonably hard. It, it's super short samples, but yes, it, I, I just my question is about the roster construction. Um, Ken's other point about Mookie. I mean, this is what I was saying to you for the entire month of September. Not playing real games is not good. And I know that guys are out there. I know they're trying. I know that they're competing. I know that when Mookie gets into the batters, and this is not a Mookie-specific thing. It's just that he's a little cold right now. He got a big hit late in the game last night. But you have to get real competitive at-bat. The Padres have been taking competitive at-bats for four months. They, 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 every game they played mattered. The Mets series mattered. Down the stretch in the in the wild card hunt mattered. They are game sharp. A bunch of the Dodgers are they're better players, but yeah. they haven't had a okay. This is I have to hit a ground ball right here. You can go take as much BP as you want when you haven't had to do it in a real game. It's a little different, and I think it's more just rust. It's not that he goes bowling. I get the joke, Ken, but Mookie Betts is not sacrificing batting practice to go work on his seven ten split. I believe that to be true, but they just haven't played competitive games in a long Let's time. Let's put all that aside for a quick second. Did you see his? Did you see the uh, on Twitter him bowling three hundred game right? I think how he's do done it like casually, 10 times. How do you just casually just bowl a 300? He's and a good bowler. Like, okay, that sounds good. Um, I'm going to go get a shake from In-N-Out, which I don't think he's doing that. <laughs> nachos from the snack bar. Bowling alleys usually My have pretty good nachos. God. <laughs> he's an athlete. Yeah. It just, I'm like, what the? And, and the fact that it's, it's almost like, yeah, you have some of these people where they are legends on the game, and then they're also saving kittens from a burning <laughs> fire. It's like. So you just do that in your spare time? Apparently, that's why he did, he, he did get a pretty big double last night. He did have that hit where like, Grisham just barely missed it along the way. Let's try another phone call here. Let's go to Huntington Beach and Paul. Paul, you're on with Travis Lee. What's up? Hey, always good to talk to you. I'm glad you said that, um, Slee, about that's not where the game was lost. It's exactly what I was thinking. Look, Kershaw was not great last night. We left a ton of runners all over the base pass last night. I mean, and, and then the, the Trey error. So we can gripe about Barnes and, and, and guys kind of key in on that. And you know what's getting real tiresome too, Travis, is that, look, this is objectively like the greatest stretch of winning the franchise has ever seen. They've been playing in the National League since 1890. Um, Doc Roberts is okay at managing baseball games, I think. And so I mean, you, don't, you can't pile on a dude after one game. Look, I'm pissed off about, you know, Rich Hill in 2019 or or 18 and Kershaw in 2019. Yeah, I get it. But at the end of the day, it's a pretty damn good team. And 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 we also figure, by the way, you're going to lose a game along the way. The Padres, as far as talent goes, they're not a bad club either, guys. No, they're let's, not. Let's all take a deep breath. Let, 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 let's take a deep breath and, and get this thing done down in San Diego in, in L.A. South. I mean, anyway, I, I'll ramble or, or get off the phone. I'll see you guys later. Thanks, Paul. So with that in mind, Slee, um, mm-hmm. this is from John Castro. Tell Slee that after Saturday and Sunday, the Potters will have played seven straight playoff games on the road after Dodger fans invade Petco this weekend. No comment. <laughs> it's going gonna, gonna to be a lot of blue hats and not those ridiculous blue ones that the Padres wore for a few years. <laughs> They're going to be Dodger blue hats. You know, it's funny. I don't know why I still have it, too. I got a shirt, a blue Padres shirt. That was their... 
Yeah. Right, that was their design for Sand a while. Sand and like sea, or and it, and it's the SD, and it's kind of the camouflage that they do yeah. for the military. And I was like, do I wear that when I was at, when I went to the game? I'm like, you're literally, it's a Dodger shirt. <laughs> <laughs> if you wear that, you, you are spelled LA. <laughs> I, I'm not telling you. Somebody easily would come up behind him and be like, hey, let's go Dodgers. They'd have no idea. It, it's funny, Paul, and I, I, I tend to agree with Paul that this ten year run at Dodger baseball has been extraordinary, except for. You started to see it last night. And, and look, I still think the Dodgers can win this series. I think they're in a fine spot. The playoff baseball is hard. Games are close. And an error here or there, a missed at bat here or there is a big deal. Um, I'm not worried about the series yet. But if this, if tomorrow night goes a certain way, then you, you have are no concern. This. You have no concern? I, no, I thought that this is how it was going to kind of no. go. These games no. are pretty tight. No, you thought if they get game one... They're going to sweep the Padres. I thought that there was a chance that they could sweep if they got the opening game done, but I'm not surprised that I was wrong about that. I'm not surprised that here we are, that both of the guys pitched okay is not mm-hmm. a huge surprise to me, that they're not hitting with runners in scoring position, possession, or position, I should say, is a little bit of a surprise. But the Padres, to, to his point, are not a bad team. Dodgers are a lot better. If they lose on Friday, yes, that's when it's a, uh-oh, this is a totally different deal here. But you look at it, they're better. They just need to play a little bit better to win these games. Dodgers are going to have a clean game. There's going to be a clean game that comes for them. And it could be probably most likely on Friday night in San Diego. You're on the road. It's the first time that you actually feel the juices are going to be different. It's one way to have your Dodger fans in front of you. It's going to be a little different when you got a city that has not had a home game since 2006. They're going to feel a certain way. And whether that's sixty percent Padre fans or whatever the you know the the percentage is, that's going to add something that they really haven't seen in a long time. Based upon not having meaningful games for as long as it's been, they're going to have a clean game. And what I mean by clean game is, you'll have pretty good pitching, but those bats are going to be damn. They cashed in every single time tonight, and they put up seven or eight runs. That's they're bound gonna, to happen to a team that's as talented as the Dodgers that are. That first and third nobody out situation, that bases loaded situation, somebody's going to hit a hit in one of those spots. That, that That's what's going to happen. And to your point, Dave was saying the same thing, that look, we just didn't play well last night. We, we weren't clean. Every game obviously is, is big, but uh, I, I thought we had a great approach versus you. Um, we stressed them. I thought we took, again, I thought we had a good plan. You know, you just look at the game and there were a couple opportunities, two innings back to back that we had an opportunity situationally to push a run across to tie the game, uh, let alone potentially take the lead and, and we couldn't do that. So it just, and defensively, it just wasn't clean either. Look, maybe I'm creating something that's not there, but I really truly believe that those manufacturing situations that the Padres have executed and the Dodgers have not is a result of having to do it more often and not having Dodgers haven't had to execute and manufacture runs playing for your life every long. game Padres have to have been doing it for months well it's it's funny because you know obviously I'm not expecting Dodger fans to pay attention to what the Padres are doing September you had no margin for error because the Phillies and the Brewers the entire month of September were either in the wild card or out of the wild card. So you needed every one of those games in September. Before you know it, you take a day off. Now you're in New York taking on the Mets. Before you know it, you take a day off. Now you're in LA playing the Dodgers. You're right. They've been playing playoff bas- or they've been playing playoff baseball. It almost seems like for 30 days now. Real quick one. And don't don't give it a ton of thought. Yeah. Do you as a Padre person, mm-hmm. 
Do you like that there's no off day between games four and five? The Dodgers will play Friday, Saturday, Sunday if, in fact, it goes five yeah. games. Does that benefit the Dodgers or the Padres? Um, the Dodgers. I think so, too. Yeah. I think so, too. I, when, I, when I saw the schedule, I'm like, oh, that actually probably works out a little bit better for the Dodgers. Can I tell you something? And this is, you know, you're asking for something that's not realistic. I know anything can happen in a game five. Anything can. If it went five, if they just split down in San Diego, Julio in a game five at Dodger Stadium, it's most likely lights out. So you, you're be. you're in a you're kind of in a in a in a weird way. It's a kind of a desperate situation. If you're the Dodgers and you win on Friday, you just take care of business. You win six to two, six three, something like that. You probably close out the series in four. The Padres kind of have this window of Friday of if we're ever going to put heat on a franchise. It's coming on Friday, and if it doesn't come Friday, I think it. You know, I, I think I mentioned this before the series started. I think Dodgers were going to win in four. That can obviously still happen. The Dodgers are the Dodgers, but that Friday game becomes, like I said, and I think we've been saying too, is it going to be interesting? It just got interesting after winning yesterday. Hey, did you see with Royalty Smith? That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, seven ten, ESPN. Before we get started here, Taylor, quick question for you. Did you log any Dodger time last night? Yeah, I actually listened to the game and I watched a little bit at the bar Excellent. that I was playing at. Uh, but Slee, I want to say I'm just really happy to see you showing your true colors. Oh my man, um, very stressful times right now. It's like you're, it's like you're coming out party. You know, you're yeah. being yourself. Yeah, and I just love that. I love All to right. see that. <laughs> my man Taylor, you, you have like, like this Taylor's on look my side. of relief on your face, like you no, unburdened yourself. There is no relief. There was okay. I will tell you where there. No, was not relief. relief that it's one one. Relief that you're able to just kind of hey guys. Well, that you, was you had to come out to the group. <laughs> you had to come out and say I. Can I, I tell I, you? Can I tell you where that relief started? That relief started when I threw on the hat for game one, uh -huh. and then when I walked into Dodger Stadium and I was getting those looks, I was like, "This actually feels okay. Speak, I feel comfortable with speaking this." Speaking of, I'm yeah. glad you said that. It reminded me. We'll tell, I'll tell the story coming up in just a little bit. Berg and I were watching the game together for a few innings. The Dodger fan that you're like, "Oh, Dodger fans were great." The guy that I was worried you're going to run into right in front of us. I'll, I'll I'll tell you how that went in just a little bit. What do you got for us, That's Taylor? Awesome. Yeah, I, I, I'm not going to let me not risk it. <laughs> I got out once. The, I'm like, oh my god! Thank God this guy wasn't in Al section the other night because this guy is in jackass. The facade is gone. We see the real Slee now. Okay, did you see former NFL linebacker Shannon Crowder? He his quote on a podcast was: "Making eye contact and chatting while using the urinal is an alpha male thing to do." So, where do you stand in this kind of behavior, Sliwa? Uh, very simple. I stare directly in front of me. I will read whatever sanitation, um, <laughs> sanitation, toilet floor. whatever that says. And I can have a great conversation with somebody to my right or to my left without staring at them. Let us, let us use us as an example. We will try to use the two-minute break. Hey, let's go use the restroom real quick. Sometimes we both go at the same time. Never do I churn the entire time, have my arm around you and say, man, that was a good segment. <laughs> the touching is a bit aggressive. I don't think anybody's doing that. Um, That's ultra alpha. I, I do like their, their the bathroom etiquette for men is oddly specific, right? That if there's a... a Three urinals and somebody's at one end. You always go to the other end. You never yeah. go in the middle, right? Yeah. There's there's the rules to this that we all kind of understand. That being said, Taylor, I do like the moments when you can make it awkward for somebody by Ugh. engaging them. Now I, I'm more on Al's side. Like I'm not gonna like gaze into your eyes yeah. as I say it, but 
especially look like, at me when I'm talking to you. Dodger I'm, games. I'm in the urinal. Everybody's talking to everybody, so not yeah. not a big deal. But like, you go to a restaurant or something, you're just in there, you know, quickly or whatnot. It's like enjoying your night tonight. It's like, whoa, what, what, huh? what are you, what are you doing? It's like, what'd you get? Does <laughs> the Coliseum still have where it's just like one the trough? Yeah. Uh no, I believe they have individual urinals. That now. was always awkward. Yeah, the trough. I'm is like, weird. hey, stay in your lane. <laughs> the trough. Well, the trough is a bad thing unless you're feeding pigs. You don't really need a trough. <laughs> um, but no, I do. I do kind of enjoy the awkward bathroom interactions. I don't. Some people are terrified to be yeah, in I there. I do. I'm. I'm kind of on Channing Crowder's side okay. here. Some alpha male behavior. <laughs> Did you see that a homecoming tradition turned Is that terrifying? Chicken you got over there. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, okay, dude. so a homecoming tradition turned terrifying for one high school football team in Wisconsin. A flamethrower was used on teenagers trying to TP a home, and three adults have been arrested. Jesus. So, did you ever participate in these kind of shenanigans in high school? TPing, that is. Trav, you seem like the kind of guy who'd be like a homecoming king. Is that am I right? I was not a homecoming king. No. I like that you think that I may have been, but I was not. My wife, on the other hand, she may have been involved in such uh, activities. Um, yeah, we did. We did that stuff. We did the toilet papering, and we did um, all, all of those sort of um, shenanigans that you have. You do, you know, goof around, and and you know what they do now? They'll take like a bunch of plastic forks and stick them into your yeah, lawn. Forking, forking yeah. yeah. That I didn't that was not a thing that they, they did. They flamingoing too. Well, that's a different thing, but yeah. They do a thing where they'll do the forking and then they run the toilet paper all through the forks on the grass and through the trees and all those sorts of things. And it's an, it's a pain in the it's ass evolved. to clean it up. It's, yeah, it's very evolved. evolved. Now that being said, yeah. I've never gone and pulled my flamethrower out of the garage to try to scare yeah, them that off. That sounds like lawn. a bad idea. Only in Wisconsin, I guess. <laughs> I think we've all, you know, TP'd back in the day. Some of my throws weren't very good. I just hit the tree and it just nothing would happen. I'm like, all right, well, that wasn't a good throw. I'm looking around and you felt like, oh my gosh, man, I'm really living life right now. You what know, a chance I'm taking in life by throwing this toilet paper. So, Taylor, were you a TP kid? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It was like gold in our town, you know, try to find it. Right. So they you know what they do now, which is weird. The mothers or fathers will take the kids. Like, they'll drive them over to the house, and they'll, like, give the other parent, oh, we're coming over to TP. Oh, oh that's, a, before, yeah, that, that's yeah. the same. That, that I'm sure that has it's the so same lame. feeling. It's so lame. It's so stupid. Before, you'd have to go to the liquor store or the yeah. market and buy the cheapest toilet paper you could find, hide it wherever it is, but, sneak yeah. out of your window in the middle of the night to go do the kid from down Now the it's street. coordinated. Now it's on the calendar. Hey, Thursday, don't forget. We got to get over it's, to. Uh, it's Candace. We're gonna be over around say nine thirty or so, and we're gonna we're gonna TP the house, and I'll send the boys over by tomorrow morning and help you clean it up. I'm just like, gonna what, skip what it if that's doing? the case. Yeah, who wants to do that at all? All right, last one, guys. Did you see the average smartphone lifespan is two and a half years? Mm. Take the over. So, Slee, what's the Don't oldest ask me piece that of question? What's the oldest piece of technology that you own, Sliwa? It could be this. This is the iPhone eight plus. <laughs> Came out in 1997. <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting to get a new one. I still haven't done it. Obviously, I haven't done it. Um, something that I actually use all the time is this. That's old as hell, and there's obviously different versions coming out. But is there anything else I got that's... TV? No, I get rid of the TVs. Um, 
I don't have a you know old school radio or something like that. I don't think I have any. That literally might be as far as electronics go. That might be the oldest thing I got. We have a VCR player in our home. <laughs> we, okay. we, we we still have now. It's one of those combo VCR DVD things that was like, hey, this is pretty rad in 1994. So you can play them both. You can do DVDs and uh, VHS. Honey, uh, heading out to Blockbuster. Catch you in a little bit. It still exists. We have it in the garage. Michael uses it to play DVDs and and like for workout, like P ninety X and stuff. But get it, out of here. It works and it's it's in there. Yeah, Michael doing P ninety X on he the comes VCR. in. He looks like he jumped to the pool. He's ringing wet. He's he's putting in the time. I just have an old camera. I have an old DSLR camera that I got. Uh, I inherited from my um, my uncle. So he gave it to me, and I still have it. And then I also have ever, another one that's also still probably the older technology wise. So I used to be really into photography, into filming, um, not so much anymore. But I still have them. I want a Walkman. Go buy I, one. Oh, you know what? I bet you I have. The, Susan is you know notorious. She for, keeps she, them. She's, yeah, a border, she has, she's a borderline hoarder. Yeah, like she's not quite like got the full hoarding. It's gene. next to the sombreros. It's, it's I, there's a there's a case that just says Walkman. You the three of you are responsible for texting me somewhere around five o'clock tonight to go find that Walkman. I guarantee you it's in my house somewhere. It's yellow. I, I've seen it somewhere. I'll find it along the way. Uh, Russell Westbrook, we're, we're saying his name. That can't be good, and it's not. That's next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.